Hello and welcome to 251. Two pianists, five minutes, one subject. My name's Simon Whiteside. My name's Nick Tomlin and today we're going to talk about rent parties. Um, so these originated in Harlem in the 1920s and, and basically what they were, uh, a tenant would organise a social gathering. Um, they would hire probably a musician or, or, or sometimes even a band. Um, and they would charge people entry and they would sometimes pass around a hat and the money that they collected would go to pay the shortfall in, the, in their rent. Um, and uh, I mean, I guess the thing to bear in mind here is that, um, uh, I mean, in the early 20s, there was this big, what was actually called the Great Migration of African-Americans from the southern states to the northern cities um, like Chicago and New York, um, uh, really in search of work. Um, and although the conditions were, were slightly better in the cities, um, they still faced discrimination and, and actually rents were higher for black people than for white. Um, and obviously a lot of these people work in quite low wage jobs. So, so they very often struggled to pay the rent at the end of the month. Um, and so that was the idea behind these parties. Um, they were advertised on these little cards which were sort of distributed locally. And, and uh, it's quite funny because they, they very rarely, well, they never said rent party. Um, I mean, I've seen, there's, you can actually see some of these online. Um, one of them said social whist party or mm -hmm. social gathering. And, and the reason they kind of tried to hide the fact that they were rent parties is uh, very often illegal alcohol was served because this was probably during prohibition in the 1920s. Um, so they would serve kind of bootleg liquor um, mm. and uh, these things. Um, I, I think what's interesting for me is the way that the rent party actually, in a way, influenced the development of jazz, particularly jazz piano. Um, and this whole kind of Harlem stride style, which was um, really developed by James P. Johnson, Fats Waller, Willie the Lion Smith. And I really see this as a way that a, a piano player can really entertain a whole party and play for dancing as well. Um, it's a complete piano style. It's mm. like a, basically a band, isn't it? It's like yeah. a, a whole band. Um, uh, and that's what these these guys would do. They very often it was just the piano player there. They would play for hours, and they would they would be the entertainment, and they would be expected to play for dancing and and really create the atmosphere of the party. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's a very interesting area of development for music, but also the idea of, I mean, it's not, it's something which happens in, in different areas. For example, in cricket, uh, county cricketers are not the best paid sportsmen in the world. Mm. And regularly, uh, a county when someone's coming to the end of their career they will have benefit year mm -hmm. yeah, yeah for that person yeah but, um, it, and I'm sure it happens in other sports too but that way they you know they have a lot of things to do for that they have to go and do social things and uh, meet fans and the like but they they raise basically a retirement fund yeah yeah uh, for that person and uh, I think that is the type of thing that you get, I and mean, sometimes you now get benefit gigs, don't you? For, yeah, I was going to say players. the closest thing is probably a benefit gig for a musician who's ill or, or struggling or something. Um, uh, but I mean, it's interesting that I mean th these these were quite competitive. I mean, th there could be like twelve parties on a block in every, in any given week, and um, organisers would kind of compete <laughs> to kind of attract people to their to their party. Obviously, they'd make more money. I guess the more people they would uh, invite. Um, well, I guess also it's a way of having a social scene without um, paying the middleman. So sure, sure. You don't have to pay the. You, you don't go. To, well, black people weren't allowed to go to the Savoy, were they? But no. The no. other. The, I, I'm sure you've seen that map of Harlem with all the clubs. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. You could go to any of those clubs, but 
there was an entry. Was, yeah, so uh, it was a way of creating your own kind of entertainment, really. Um, as well, yeah. So it's cheaper for everyone in a way, isn't it? So it's yeah. cheaper for the people going for the entertainment, but it's also raising money for the rent for the people yeah, absolutely. who have got uh, the, the part who are holding the party. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll just say that the poet Langston Hughes, um, who was involved in the Harlem Renaissance, he, he actually collected a lot of these cards. And if you look online, if you just search Langston Hughes rent party cards, you can actually see quite a lot of them. And they, they're quite good. They often come with a little sort of two line poem. Um, kind of advertising the party in a kind of humorous way so they're quite interesting to have a, have a look at if you get a chance well that's one where we can definitely put that link into yeah, our sure. into the bio there so we're coming to the end now from me Simon Whiteside goodbye and from me Nick Tomlin goodbye